Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 13th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we literally embrace the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. As we are, man, we got a barn burner broadcast today. We've got Brian Rush coming up in a little bit with the Honest Money Report. We've got an incredible interview next hour. We got a newspaper involved with a bar. Involved with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Involved with a wonderful lady who gave up her birthday to promote the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And we got a sitting sheriff. All coming up just for you on your radio. By the way, let's do a recap of yesterday's show to kick it all off, shall we? Our guest, Larry Pratt, was with us. Discussions of all things liberty. As you know, Larry is a retired uh, gentleman, but he was with the uh, Gun Owners of America for quite some time. He was the executive director, right? Anyway, Larry does a phenomenal job. And we talked about the new DOJ, Department of Justice, quote, domestic terrorist unit that targets what they call anti-authority ideologies. Top official tells the Senate, we have seen a growing threat. Art Moore, WND.com with the article. This is serious because they literally just created a new government agency. I know it's under the DOJ or whatever, but it's, it's kind of under DOJ. It's kind of under Homeland Security. It's really a domestic terrorism unit. And why do I say it's under all these groups? Because that's how it works. Let me give you the proof in point. Biden's education secretary, Miguel Cardona, allegedly requested domestic terrorism letter from school boards the epic times that piece now you got the education department in bed with local school systems through government school controlled unions tied to the justice department tied to homeland security tied to the fbi putting together a domestic terrorism threat because parents didn't like the perverted sex the dishonest critical race theory uh, the coronavirus masking and forcing of vaccinations all in their schools. So parents started to go to the school board meetings and say, hey, we're not really liking this, people. And what happened? Your local government schools got in bed with the unions, the teachers unions, who got in bed with the FBI, the Justice Department, the Homeland Security, the Education Department, and they literally called parents terrorists. So that's why I say that they're all tied together. To make matters worse, they created a, a new terrorism domestic terrorism department uh, people ought to go to prison for that ladies and gentlemen they don't have any authority to create new government entities but they did it anyway where's your congress critter doing nothing about it right 
Shame on them. We had a next election. Fire them all and replace them with good, honest patriots who will stand up and stop this nonsense. All right, we also talked about Gun Owners of America doing a phenomenal job. They have obtained internal ATF, that's Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Agency documents that suggest the Biden-Harris administration is secretly establishing a national gun registry. You want to learn more? Gunowners.org. So now imagine a gun registration database by your federal government. Tie that into the domestic terrorist new unit. Tie that into your government school board. And wow, ladies and gentlemen, we better fight back against global overreach, federal overreach right now. Because you're rapidly losing your ability to do so the more they concentrate power at the federal level. It is an absolute disgrace. And the states and we the people via the checks and balances have every obligation, every duty to rein it in and rein it in fast. And if we do nothing, if we sit on the sidelines, if we twiddle our thumbs, if we bury our head in the sand, it's going to be bad news down the road. Write it down when governments get too much power and they get that snowball of of belligerent drunk power rolling. It's very, very hard to stop. You better nip it in the bud while you got the time. That was hour one. The second hour, we doubled down and talked about the majority of people hospitalized with COVID-19 in New Jersey were actually admitted for reasons other than COVID-19. Now, officials admit on January the 10th. Yeah. They had 6,075 people in the hospital and just 2,900 and some odd were because of corona. The rest were, well, they were put in for different reasons, but they just happened to have corona, right? Yeah. So now this big lie about, man, the the COVID, the unvaccinated are overrunning, overrunning the hospitals turned out to be an absolute blatant lie. The vast majority of Americans, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of political party, now say that American society and culture are in serious decline. Yeah. 76.8% of respondents say, man, society is going the wrong way big time. Anthony Fauci literally called Kansas Senator Roger Marshall (laughs) a moron. Marshall, who's a doctor, questioned Fauci about his transparency with regards to his money, his finances. Okay, okay. Disclosure form about finances, like other witnesses. Hey, what what's what's up with that? Well, Fauci went ballistic, called him a moron, took the Lord's name in vain, got caught on a hot mic doing it. What a shame for Fauci. He had to be fired over that. But nevertheless, um, he then mocked Marshall, saying, "You know what? It's totally available. You guys are kind of idiots if you can't find it." However, Marshall just didn't have the information to answer or respond properly. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the information is not readily available, and I'll prove it to you. Judicial Watch sues on behalf of OpenTheBooks.com for Fauci financial records. Yeah, or financial disclosure records and royalties paid to National Information of Health employees judicialwatch.org i have the link in the website or in, in the show notes for yesterday to the details but i'm telling you right now why is judicial watch suing to get this information if it's readily available well fauci lied again on the stand uh, literally ought to be uh, turned out of off turned you know fired for this and ought to be uh, literally you know 
they had to file criminal charges against Fauci. He lied. He acted like Marshall's an idiot, an imbecile, took the Lord's name in vain, when the truth is Judicial Watch, months before that, has had to sue using FOIA requests that were unanswered and then suing to try to get this information. Don't tell me it's readily available, Fauci. You lie. And the Judicial Watch lawsuit proves that you're lying. Now, you may have a little sprinkling of information out there, but the senator was wise enough to know, hey, we're not getting all the records we need to from you, sir. And then you mock the senator. He should have fired back with this knowledge. It took me five minutes to get this information. The problem is, and I'm going to defend the senator here, when you're dealing with somebody live, you may not have all the information at your fingertips that you need because you don't know where the conversation is going to go, right? So the senator might have had the information, might have even known about it, but might not have been able to quickly on the spot just, you know, reply, respond. How quick on your feet can you be sometimes? You don't want to look like a fool. You don't want to talk out of turn. You want to make sure you have your ducks in a row. I get it. Uh, But shame on Fauci. And right now we need to have a huge pushback against Fauci over this. Shame on you. You mock the senator. Call him a moron. Take the Lord's name in vain. How dare you? And then we find out that there's a lawsuit because you ignored your duty, your law-abiding obligation to respond to Freedom of Information Act requests. And since you did not... Over that same information, you've been sued, and now you have the audacity to mock the senator as if he doesn't know what he's talking about. <clears throat> Shame on you, Tony. You should be fired and criminally charged, sir. Rand Paul leading that effort, but, man, he's not getting very far, is he? Why? Because American people don't care enough. Because we're not incensed enough. Because we're not getting involved in the checks and balances in the greatest country on the face of the earth enough. Right? That's why. Every American needs to hear this speech. Yeah, incredible, DennisPrager.com. He said, what if uh, every principal in the country gave this speech? It's available at PragerU.com, and it's also available on the LovingLiberty.net website. Check out that speech. I played the audio, but there's a video, and it's pretty dang good. Dennis Prager nails it. Basically says, hey, we're not going to go for all this baloney in the schools. We're going to toe the line and do a great job and promote English and promote America and promote everyone based on the content of their character. I'm telling you, it's tremendous. We also talked about the fact that last year, America's doctors, nurses, and paramedics were celebrated as frontline heroes battling a fearsome new pandemic, which is wonderful. That's the truth in most cases. But sadly today, under Whacked Out Joe, tens of thousands of these same heroes are denounced as rebels, conspiracy theorists, extremists, and potential terrorists. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? This is out of control when the government looks at you and me as terrorists. I'm telling you right now, shame on them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is America. If you believe in the Declaration of Independence, we the people have the power. And the only just power the government has is by the consent of the governed and the liberty-loving Constitution. The supreme law of our land lays out who we've delegated, what authority, and what power to. When they cross the lines, we need to create accountability. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, the Honest Money Report in seconds with Brian Rust on your radio. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. 
As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. Tell your neighbors, tell your friends, spread the word, share the love. By the way, we have a Valentine's dinner day, or I'm sorry, Valentine's Day dinner uh, coming up on the 12th of February at Liberty Hall. It's going to be tremendous. Check it out, lovingliberty.net for more details. And uh, quickly, we have Brian Russ, RustCreditGift.com. For 50 years, Brian and family have been putting together precious metal solutions for Americans, helping people slowly but surely <laughs> create stabilities in their portfolios. RustCreditGift.com. Brian, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Man, there's so much to talk about, so little time. It's hard to know where to go. The big discussion today in the news regarding money, Brian, is what the heck is inflation and how is it affecting you and I? And we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but first, let's talk about the Honest Money Report, shall we? Let's do it. So uh, you've got 1823.6 on paper gold. Hold on, 1823.6. Uh, so in six cents, right? Uh, 60, 60 cents. cents, 60 cents. All right. Yep. Got it. Sorry. 0.660. Yep. Okay. 1823.60 silver. Yep. Uh, 23.25. 23.25. Not changed too much, huh? Well, we're up 30 bucks uh, on gold and the dollar up on silver from last week. All right. That means the uh, real um, fake currency's down a bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, isn't that what it really means? Supposed to be. That should be what it means. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Uh, it's kind of important to understand that, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and if you don't believe me on yeah, this, I, mean, I would simply say, how does it go, for example, a down against the dollar, uh, but up against another currency at the same time? And the answer is because uh, the real currencies have to be weighed against this uh, gold and silver, I would say, honesty, reality check. Right, Brian? Yeah, that's right. As they can increase the money supply, uh at a rate that is greater than the wealth output of the you know the economy or the economic system, it reduces the value of each marginal dollar created. So, more they print, you know, it's you know, and, and the value of the dollar relative to gold, which is real money, what's that? It's declined about ninety eight percent, I guess in in the seventies. In the seventies, forty thousand would buy you a nice four thousand square foot home in a nice area. Today, it's seven hundred thousand. On average, to oh. buy that same home. So, what do you think of that? <laughs> it, I think I'm going to have to borrow some money from Brian. Yeah, Kurt. Get... Maybe Kurt. Well, Kurt. Well, uh, how's Rodium doing? Kurt on... might be able to help me. Yeah, seventeen one. So it dropped a, a few. Uh, what was it? Eighteen thousand. So now it's down about nine hundred bucks. So yeah. Yeah, Kurt he can't help, help me it. now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Interesting. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, honest money really is the key. And they're asking the question now about inflation. They're saying, what the heck is inflation? And how does inflation relate to you and me, Brian? Let's talk about what inflation is, because they might have a different term for it than you and I might, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look at the, their, their cost to buy anything. Isn't it, isn't it all inflated now? I mean, it seems like it costs us a lot more money to buy anything. All right. How would you describe uh, what is inflation, Brian? Well, inflation is, is the ability to, uh, you know, to purchase goods, and 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 how you would do that. I mean, if 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 I'm paying X amount for, well, it's just like that house. I mean, if it's forty thousand dollars to purchase back then, and now it's seven hundred thousand, my my the dollar, you know, in order to buy that, that dollar just isn't doesn't have enough strength to buy i i it's inflated and so all right i'm going to take a slightly i agree with your point on inflation and, and i think everybody says hey it, inflation has to do with um when things change to where it's harder to buy goods and services because they cost more that's inflation but i want to look at inflation as a hidden tax against the people inflation is ever present let me say that again. Inflation is ever present with dishonest money. It never goes away. Right. It's always a curse. It's always in the background. It's always sinister and always raping you, stealing your wealth 24-7 whenever you have fiat currency. That's the first thing you need to understand about inflation. You say, well, Sam, why sometimes do I notice it? Is it so in my face uh, versus other times when it's just in the background, you know, stealing from me, but I don't really know and I don't really care day to day. It doesn't seem like it's very. What's the difference then, Sam? And the answer uh, relates to, I believe, the boom and bust of the dollar, of the fake currency. The greater the trust in the currency, the less likely inflation uh, becomes in your face or pervasive or extreme. It always exists, but it's not as extreme. When people start to lose confidence and the con game, go, then that's when uh, the dollar starts to tank, whether it be confidence in the United States for individual Americans, whether it be conf confidence around the world, 
uh, whether it be confidence for big business, whether it be confidence in the in the paper trade uh, reality of manipulation that we see in the stock market, et cetera, every day. All these things are factors, but really it's a confidence game when we're talking about dishonest money and inflation. Why do I say that? You say, Sam, why do you say that? That just isn't right. Yeah, it is. Across the board, that's correct. Now, on an individual product basis, there might be a boom and bust uh, and an increase in cost that relates to scarcity or a, a tampering with or an interference regarding the supply and demand. I get it. Okay, so if there's not computer chips, for example, hey, they cost more because the supply and demand is upset. I get that, but that's individual basis. Across the board, inflationary realities has all to do with the confidence game. So I say that because the dollar now has dropped a little bit against gold and silver. What that means is it costs more dollars to buy something than it did yesterday because the dollar's weaker, inflation's increasing, right? Costs more to buy things. But if you add gold and silver, it doesn't cost more to buy things. Your gold and silver held its reality. So gold and silver did not experience the same inflation as the fiat dollar did. Why? Because gold and silver with intrinsic value doesn't play the confidence game. Uh, is that too complicated of an explanation, Brian? No, I, th- I think you're right on. It shows the effect. I mean, it, it's look at and, – and I, I think if you can look at history, that's why history I think is important. I mean, the, you know, the Germans and the Swiss have been long hoarders of physical gold. Why? Due to the experience with historic periods of hyperinflation. I mean, if the, if the old added story is – Here's a wheelbarrow full of money, and they dumped that on the street because it's worthless. If you didn't spend it that day, it was worthless. You couldn't; it, was, it had no value. And so, the wheelbarrow had value because it could haul things around. So, I mean, it's that's the the story that we can kind of remember, and we can look at history. So, I mean, if you start looking at history of what's happened, I mean, if we're if we're here's one factor too. You you look at the debt nearing, they say thirty trillion. Well, I say it's higher because of Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security and all the, the things that we have to support right and so the cost of servicing that debt's around what 500 billion a year well soon it'll be a trillion a year well i don't think we're coming out of trillions regardless so the debt alone just to pay for the you know the 30 trillion of paper money made is a trillion it's heading towards a trillion a year just to pay that it's like i mean if if i have to borrow and I can't afford to pay back that borrowing and can i borrow some more and borrow some more and borrow some more and try i can't i can't pay anything back they're just going to come and take my house and this and that and the other because I can't afford to do anything. So it's, you know, the credit cards. I mean, we can get a good idea of kind of what how it kind of works. And so, but the government doesn't seem to care about any of that repaying anything back. And so I guess they just keep printing. So it's going to affect us, and it is affecting us. So, ladies and gentlemen, the inflation is really a confidence game discussion. And the reason that the inflation happens is because you've got to have more and more and more and more money over time and the more you put money into something the more you deal with things that don't have value and you try to pretend they can exchange for value it's an imbalance in value from the start what is inflation they say inflation is the decline of purchasing power of given currency over time right okay inflation is the decline of purchasing power a given currency over time. You can reflect that purchasing power, okay? But here's the deal. Why do fiat currencies have inflation tied to them all the time? And why does honest money not have inflation tied to it all the time? You see, you take one ounce gold coin, 
And man, you can buy a fine suit or buy 300 loaves of bread in Moses' time, and you can do the same today. See, it's not subject to inflation. Yeah, there's still supply and demand of given individual products and circumstances make products more expensive or less expensive in the marketplace. That's always been the case. But we're talking about across-the-board inflation. That doesn't happen to honest money that has intrinsic value. We'll talk more about that with Brian Rust in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Moab, Utah police officers who encountered Gabby Petito and her fiancé Brian Laundrie just before her demise made several mistakes an independent review released Wednesday has found. The review found that the incident should have been classified as domestic violence, which would have required officers to make an arrest or issue a citation against Gabby. Instead, officers allowed the two to go with the promise of staying apart that night. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, the Republican from California, says he will not participate with the January 6th Select Committee's request to interview him. McCarthy on Fox News says he has nothing to add and criticized the panel's abuse of power. Why did the Democrats, when they created January 6th, pick and choose which Republicans could be on, disallowing never before in history individuals that I selected as minority leader? Why did the chair of this committee say the speaker is off limits? USA Radio News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Earlier this week, comedian fans across the world were saddened and stunned by the unexpected death of 65-year-old Bob Saget. Murray Beard was at his last show in Jacksonville. He talked a lot about his wife and his and his daughters, super proud of his three daughters, and uh, never made fun of them. Occasionally would make fun of his wife, but uh, but for the most part, in fact, there was a guy sitting on the front row that had three of his daughters with him, and it almost brought him to tears, just, you know, seeing his dad bringing his three girls to, to come see him as a comedian. TMZ is reporting Bob Saget died of a heart attack in his sleep. Shaking was reported throughout Southern California following a 3.9 magnitude earthquake south of Palm Springs, California last night. According to the United States Geological Survey, the earthquake struck just before 7.30 p.m. Pacific in the sparsely populated area. The earthquake was followed by a 2.6 aftershock near La Quinta and a 2.9 near Anza, California. In the last year, over 4,600 earthquakes have rocked the region. USA Radio News.
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust, rustcoiningift.com, and Sam Bushman on your radio. We're talking about what is inflation. And the mainstream press and others say inflation is the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. That's right. That's true. And so you don't see inflation in constitutional currency, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to explain the reason that you don't really quick and then have Brian Russ take it up from there. Um, look, when you trade value for value, there's value. How dumb is that? Let me say it again. When you trade value for value, there is value, right? When you trade something that has virtually no value and you pretend, you dishonestly pretend that it has value, you create a confidence game, right? You're going to, I say it has value. You agree that it has value, but we know that it really doesn't, but we think that it does because we trust the entity that issued it or whatever you want to say. And so we say it has value, but it really doesn't. That's the problem. You're not trading value for value and getting value. You're trading no value for value and pretending that they both have value. In my opinion, it's as dishonest as you can possibly get. All right, so you take a $100 bill, crisp, nice $100 bill, baby. That thing cost two and a half cents to create. Who all of a sudden said it was worth $100? Your government did. And we believe them. And we trade as if it really does. But if at some point we don't believe them, it's going to tank. Well, that's not true with constitutional currency. It has what's called intrinsic value. What that means is it has value by its very nature. Uh, by its its uh, factors, its portability, its beauty, its work that it takes to create it. it doesn't cost two and a half cents to create a silver eagle, silver dollar. No, sir. The work that it takes, the minting, the, all the different processes represents value that it took to get it created. And in your hand, its value for value is its very nature. And then as you trade it for other things, there's value for value. The problem with inflation rears its ugly head when you have no value for value and the confidence game is introduced. Brian? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so I, th I think in across the world, across the world, they're, they're tired of, you know, the, the dollar has been the, uh, the industry leader, you know, the, the petrodollar. So everything's trade oil trading in the dollar and all these countries, but they're, they're getting fed up with our dollar because it, that value isn't there. And, and the debt that we owe based on, on that dollar, a lot of these countries that we owe debt to, they don't want the dollar. And so <laughs> what do we give up next? Do we give up our utilities and say, well, we can't – you don't want our dollar. We owe you X amount of debt, China or you know, uh, Germany, whoever, and, and, and then what do we, we can't – you don't want dollars, so what can we give you? Is it land? Is it utilities? Is it – because they don't trust the dollar. And you look at it over a period of time – History shows that each country that's been there and printed and been the ruler of the other has, has worked for so long, and then, boom, it's gone, and somebody else jumps in, and they they try to do a better job, they say, and, and then they fail. And, well, we've, what, we've 80 years or something like 100 years that we've been in, kind of in the, the front runner, so maybe it's our time to – well, we're seeing our time. They're printing it as fast as they can make it, I guess. Maybe they see the, the end – well, what do you uh, what do you think is going to happen in twenty twenty two economically speaking? Any idea? 
Well, I, you know, they talk about interest rates that they got to, you know, uh, produce some interest rates, but I don't know if they can, if they have the, the strength to get onto that. But I think they they might talk that. They have been talking that we're going to raise rates. Well, um, and I, I I agree with with you and others and Rand Paul and all. And you got you got to balance. Well, we there's no way we're balancing. So at that point, I think eventually there's going to be a crash. You know, someone's going to pay the popper and and uh, that crash and it's not going to be pretty into the stock market and everything. So, I mean, it's, you know, and we're already seeing the rise in, in costs and, and all, all these problems that we are facing. I mean, no one likes paying more money at the, at the gas pump. And, uh, and they say, well, you know, people aren't, you know, there's businesses that can't survive because there's no workforce and there's all these issues and problems. And yet we kind of, and I don't know if, well, I would say they, they kind of clutter our lives so that we can't look at this and, and look at that, and there's so many issues that we're, we're twisted and turned and so on. Well, yeah, that's why that's why we have to have preparation. We've got a peace of mind is that preparation. So we've got to be putting a little away for these rainy days because it's coming and, uh, you know, stocking up on food and other things just because that's peace of mind. You know, we're not tied to – you know, we're not slaves to, to what's going on, and, and, uh, and there's so many people or – I don't know if the younger generation is buying into this or anything, but you know the older generation's definitely seen it. I mean, why the depression? They didn't get rid of anything; they used everything. Well, today it's just like ah, throw that away or whatever. I mean, it's, we're in it. We're in. It's just I don't know. We just <laughs> I'm rambling now. Sorry, but uh, no, you're doing perfect. A lot of problems heading forward. You know. So you say what's inflation <laughs> first, and then they say this, Brian. Worst inflation since 1982, so they're saying literally within 40 years, puts Democrats in a political bind. They say prices are up 7% from just a year ago. That's the fastest pace of inflation since 1982. Now listen, price hikes in housing and in vehicles, used cars and trucks are among the increased um, cost. Uh, they also say the cost of food. But what's interesting to me is when they talk about inflation, they, they talk about core, you know, this and that. And they always take out the most important things when they talk about core. They take out your food. They take out all the fundamentals of what it takes to really survive. It, it, it's just idiotic uh, how they rate um, rate these things or, or, you know, put together the comparisons and stuff. Uh, but the bottom line, though, is, hey, we're seeing it worse than in 40 years. Now, they're going to have yeah. to do something to tame the economy, and maybe the supply and demand will do it all by itself, and they won't have to raise interest rates. Now, I'm not for them manipulating. I'm not for them holding the interest rates down either, uh, but I'm just telling you that they probably won't need to um, have interest rates increase because the supply and demand has already got out of whack and become a problem. That might hold them for a while. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I just I kind of um, – you look at – well, look at Venezuela. I mean, it's the third richest country in the world, and look where they were, you know, or where they're at. I mean, people waiting in line to get a little bit of money out of their bank just so they can eat or so on. And, uh, you know, is that kind of where we're headed a little bit? I mean, maybe for some. I mean, some people aren't, aren't surviving now. They're struggling to, to make it. They're, you know, they can't – their dollar just isn't going anywhere. And, uh, and I find it interesting that we've subsidized everything in our country now. I mean, if you want food – well, eventually, what food won't be there on the shelf because we can't get it. You know, we're, it's supposed to be coming from China or or other countries who are producing our food. Okay, well that doesn't sound good. And 
we should be we should be self sufficient and that's the problem that we've done is we've gone away from from our dependency to where we could build anything and we have the resources and and so on to do that but no we we're going to shut this farmer down because we can buy it cheaper over here and and well how's that working for vehicles they can't get chips and they're all coming from china you know or other manufacturing things we've got some real real issues and real problems and so you know, and I think the government just wants it to rely on them. It's like, you know, kind of maybe the, the dole. I remember over in England when I was on my mission, it was the dole. You know, the government will support you, and I think that's what our government wants. You rely on us, we'll take care of you. Well, how well has that been? How's that going? The dole, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that and think how contrary that really is to the American ideal, to the American belief system, to the American way. And you really kind of look at that and go, mm. Man, we don't really want to go that direction because the dole and socialism uh, seem to be kindred spirits, Brian. Right, exactly right. So, and 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 you know, if, I, I remember this one individual. He, we 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 met him, knocked on his door, and met him, and he was a hermit. He, I, he he was just kind of living in this house, taking care of his mother, and the government want, wanted him to do that. Here, they paid him a, you know, a nice a little little amount of money to take care of his ground. We don't want you to go out and work. We don't you, you just take care of your mom. We'll take care of it. Well, he, he was just, you know, the, the mental issues and so on. He was a hermit. He had, it looked like, I mean, it was dark in the house. And he never, it doesn't seem like he ever come out and his beard was huge. I mean, it was just, you know, it's kind of, we helped kind of clean up their lives a little bit and their, their surroundings and made it a little better and, and that, but it, I, I just thought, man, there was no desire for him to work anywhere. And, and you know, and I just think, you know, it's it's not a good situation. And then I look at people, and, and some people, you know, they have a struggle, and this guy on the street, you know, he's got a sign, can you help me pay my rent? Well, I can, you know, and I've given, you know, I've done a little bit here and there, but I feel like, okay, well, there's there's all these people that need workers, these businesses, and I'd love to see you go down and talk to them a little bit and see if you can't get some work, and, and, and that's what we should be doing, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know his whole situation, but still, it's... I don't know. Creative. That would that would create value for value, Brian. And then what you get on the other end is value. Is this a math lesson? Is this an economic lesson? What the heck is this on your radio? Rednecks telling the truth? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, we'll have somebody steals our gold. We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust, Honest Money Report continues. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen. What is inflation? Inflation is the, the, the decline of a purchasing power of a given currency over time. Fiat money always has inflation tied to it. It always has and always will because it's trading something of no value for something of value. The dishonest interjection of nothing in exchange for something is the quantifiable problem. You'll never get around this reality, ladies and gentlemen. It's dishonest as all get out. I'm going to give you something of no value for something of value. And every time we trade valuable things for nothing, uh, the compound problem gets worse. If you have honest money, intrinsic value money, constitutional currency, that's where the founders understood this. You trade value for value across the board and at the end you get value now i know that sounds stupid people are like man you're just a redneck you don't even know what you're talking about yeah i do value for value equals value value for no value equals dishonest inflation always has always will is this an english lesson a math lesson an economic lesson what the heck is it brian <laughs> I all think the it above is. i think it is but i you know the the people at the top you know our government up there doesn't you know they're trying to they're trying to uh uh you know the the lies and the and so on to make you believe that it has value i mean whether you know maybe it's the big sir you look in the mirror and the 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 mirrors at the circus you know you walk in those mirrors and they distort you you're taller you're bigger you're 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 heavier you're whatever it is and and they they've got these mirrors around and making it look like hey you, man you want you want to buy into our plan because our plan, man, you've got value. It's, we've got, you know, we're dealing in trillions now. And that sounds like a lot. We can, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> you know, we were always taught to live within our means. You know, if I, if I couldn't afford it or so, you don't, you don't buy it. You don't. And today the, 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 the credit card, all these credit card things come in the mail and you can buy it. Oh, yeah, there's a little bit of percentage there. There's some interest you're going to have to pay and so on. But, uh yeah, get it now. Have it now, you know, and that's, you know, this crazy idea that, uh, you know, they're going to repo my truck now because I thought I could buy it with this credit card and then I couldn't pay for it. And that's kind of what the government's doing. There's no way we're coming out of the trillion, excuse me, the, if it's 500 billion now interest on the money that's being produced, which is another joke, we're, we're paying a company to to print money, and boy, what a great racket that is, 
and now we have to pay them what is it 500 billion interest and and now we're heading towards a trillion interest wow that sounds like a great idea let's keep doing that that seems to be working wow we were taught to live within our means think about a statement like that (laughs) ladies and gentlemen and they call it basically whenever you see living within your means or we're taught to live within our means you know i know what the counterpart statement of that always is brian Let's hear it. A key to financial success. Yeah. No, I'm serious. That's what always goes with it. Because when you live within your means, if you always bring in more than you spend, you know what? You're always going to be profitable. You're always yeah. going to be uh, on the on the right side of it, right? Right. So we were taught to live within our means. That's a key to financial success. Not living with your means is always a key to financial failure. When has this not been the case, Brian? This is what I don't understand about how we do what we do and we act like it's just fine. There's never been a case where it's been fine, ever. Well, the example from the top, if we look at those who are supposed to be an example to us and so on, and uh, we want to do what they're doing, well, that example has really thrown us under the bus. So it's, you know, and I think the big push here, the big push is, okay, well, we can't, we're not surviving this this currency thing. We're, we, we've got to change. Well, what is the change? Is it a cashless society? Are we going? Do we move now to strictly a credit, uh, you know, society where we're using cards and so on? But at, but at that point, the game. The sad part is, is I don't trust my, you know, all that's going on in the government and all these things that are happening now. If we keep seeing all this news that keeps coming out, and they get caught in their lies. Well, okay. Well, if it's a if we're now cashless society and I have to use this card, which is tracked by everything that goes out there, do they just one day just boom? They just shut me down on my because it's electronic these electronic transfers and all my money. Yeah, right especially here. if you get on terrorist yep. radio, buddy, they're going to shut you yeah. right on down, you domestic. That's threat. right. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, is that where we want to go? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. It's very simple. And that's why I always say don't dip your toe in the crypto. I understand we think cryptocurrencies are outside of the government's purview right now. And they may be temporarily, but over time, I'm telling you right now, the government will get control of it for sure. You will not have transactions that take you out of their radar. Uh, In other words, you will never be untouchable uh, by your governments because of digital currency. That will last for a short time. uh, And that's all because they won't tolerate it. They won't have it. They'll criminalize it. They'll do whatever. They even took gold and silver from people back in the day, folks. They will not tolerate it. They will not let you run around uh, with money flush independent of them uh, and able to mock them. It just will not happen. Okay? So understand that what a, what a fiat currency is is bad enough. It's dishonest money. It's zero value, pretending, masquerading that it has value with the confidence game. We all give it confidence. Therefore, it has value. Confidence can dry up in a second, and there'll be no value. Okay? Well, the same thing's true with these digital currencies or these cryptocurrencies. They're basically a fiat currency with, quote, digital representation, meaning they're in the cloud. They're on a computer somewhere. They're on a blockchain somewhere there. And if you lose access to that, quote, digital world, then you lose access to all your supposed wealth or your digital currency or your whatever you want to call it, cryptocurrency. Okay. Now, governments will have control whether you can access that or not. All right. So instantly, you may think you're a a crypto millionaire, billionaire, whatever you are. Instantly, if we deny your access, you're a crypto nobody because you're so wealthy, you just can't get to it, right? 
Okay, that's the problem with what they're doing and where they're taking us. I advocate for returning to honest money, to real currency, to currency with intrinsic value, gold and silver. Why? Because it has all the unique properties. That's what the intrinsic value comes from. All the unique properties to maintain decentralization and to maintain that I'm, that I'm, I'm going to say it again, that I'm in control, that you're in control. And I'm telling you, any digital currency, any fiat currency takes that control away and lets them, gives them the ability to centralize it, Brian. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it has tradeability worldwide, right? All, con- all, all these countries and so on will, you know, it has that value, and it, they, it holds that value across the board. Where our paper dollar just doesn't have uh, just the fiat currency there just doesn't have it. Plus, plus another factor, the, their agenda. So if their agenda is the fact of, okay, now we're, we're cashless, and, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a credit card type scenario out here, well, if, if their agenda is the fact, well, you voted for this person, or here's the person you're supporting. Oh, and then all of a sudden there was a glitch in the computers, and it affected all these people that hence voted for this guy that they don't like. Wow, how did that work? I mean, could they just throw more control because, well, we we don't like that guy's agenda. You kind of support that guy's agenda. Maybe we'll just hit you here with a couple glitches, and, oh, we don't know what happened, but it just affected those people. That, and it, they could target people based on – yeah, I mean, you voted for this person. Well, we're going to target you, right? I mean, it, it could really get ugly. We've already. Seen and how some- would you ever be able to control and or see the behind-the-scenes algorithms? Right now, there's a debate. A lot of us have proven uh, Google, for example, has all kinds of hostile algorithms towards conservatives and patriots and freedom-loving right. folks and truth tellers and everything else. And okay, and they claim the answer is no. Well, how are you going to get behind all those transactions? Pretty soon, they're just like. You're a conspiracy theorist, Brian. You can't access your money. There's some glitch for you, but there's no agenda here. And how are you going to prove there is? You can't. You won't. Right? And so this is the problem with with crypto. I know people love it and think it's the future and the answer. I don't think so. I think it just adds insult to injury. What it is is fiat money subject to inflation tied to ultimate central control. You say, no, Sam, it's decentralized. The blockchain. Everybody can see. I know. But if I just simply have the ability to make sure that you can't log in, you're done. Yeah. Don't tell me there's not a single point of failure because there is. It's you. (laughs) If I prevent you from connecting, you're single point done. Yeah. And I challenge any computer guru to take me on on this because I'm right. I don't care how stable you think the blockchain is. If you can't get to the blockchain, it's as stable as a rock without you. (laughs) That's right. Amen. (laughs) It's transparent without you. You know, you'll be separated from your wealth from this chasm that's, uh, I mean, you know, what do you, what, what do you want to call it? It's like the moat you'll never cross. Yeah. You're just done. You're that locked out. Just, your wallet just fell in the the ocean. Boy, howdy did it. And, and America's wallets are falling <laughs> into the ocean daily as we allow this inflation to continue with dishonest money. The whole purpose of the yeah. Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen, is to help you realize the importance of taking control of your financial portfolio. Can you invest in some of this? Sure. Should you put all your eggs in that basket? Not even maybe. Should you consider honest right. money as part of your portfolio? The answer is absolutely. Gold's at eighteen twenty-three sixty. Silver's at $23.25. What I propose and recommend for everyone is get yourself a stable day-in and day-out monthly 
adding a little bit of gold and silver to your portfolio. It'll act as a hedge against inflation, that being the big talk of today. It will act as an ability, if you ever should need it, to where you have possession of something. They lock you out of your, quote, digital world or whatever else. And you'll have something where you can say, listen, I'm going to give you a couple of silver dollars. Can you give me some cash? And I'm telling you right now, people will do it. And when they do, then pretty soon, hey, you're not locked down. They haven't shut you down completely. You've got choices. That's what this is all about, Brian. That's why we talk about this day in and day out is because it really means you have choices. When you have choices, that means you can feed your family. You're correct. That's exactly right. Peace of mind. That's what we need. Balance Peace of your, mind, ladies your, and gentlemen. Uh, financial world. That's right. We were taught to live within our financial means. That's a key to financial success, ladies and gentlemen. Call it a peace of mind. Call it wise, prudent planning. Call it provident living. Provident living, shall we? That's really what we're talking about. Preparedness. Yeah. Provident living. Right. It's not extremism. It's provident living. It's saying, hey, I'm going to make sure that I can take care of me and those around me. Right. And if you look at history, neighbor, I mean, those, care of you too. Those, those people and uh, people that, that held on to their metal and so on in those early in that early uh, 18s, 1918s, and those the Depression area and so on, were able to use that metal to buy security in, in, in property and so on with that metal, where others were losing their property. They couldn't afford to pay. They were going to lose it anyway, so they sold it to others at a, a, a small price. But those people had the means to come in and, and had metal, gold and silver, and trade it for a city block. And then after a period of time, we're able to walk out in quite a good situation. How they fleece so, us in fiat money scenarios, ladies and gentlemen, is as they manipulate the currency and manipulate everything in relation there too, they zig when we zag and they profit on our losses over and over and over and over. That's been the history of fiat money. And it'll get nothing but worse with the history of digital centralized controlled currency where they can lock you out in a second. Write it down. Remember who warned you first. It's Brian Rust, RustCoinAgift.com and Sam Bushman on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio talk show, RustCoinandGift.com. You have a friend in the honest money business. Thanks, Brian. Hey, you bet. Great job, Sam. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. We've got a sitting sheriff and an organizer for a fundraiser. We'll tell you all about it in seconds. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. This is the broadcast for January the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. In fact, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. 
And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Now, I've been thinking about how to introduce this whole up topic for this hour today. It's incredible. i got to ask you some questions. Let's just do it like this. How about a lady and her birthday? How about a bar? How about a sheriff? How about a party? <laughs> what the heck do they all have in common? We're about to tell you. How's that? The way I think we ought to start out is by introducing our incredible guests today. The first one is Montgomery County, Texas, sitting sheriff, Rand Henderson. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, my friend. Thank you, Sam. Good morning. Secondly, we're going to introduce Summer Bragg. I know it's the middle of winter, but we're introducing Summer as well. Summer Bragg, believe it or not, is a patriot. She's an American citizen. She believes in the CSPOA. We'll get into that in just a minute. And she's putting together an incredible fundraiser. So she's a fundraiser organizer. Uh, And we're going to talk about that, too. Welcome to the broadcast, Summer. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. We're going to learn a little bit more about Sheriff Henderson quickly. How did you become Sheriff, Sheriff Henderson? Well, that's the beauty of the office is I'm elected by the people. So I've uh, been with the Sheriff's office. Um, Yeah, how about that? So I'm in my 28th year. I uh, started as a cadet right out of college, worked my way through the ranks. Uh, my old boss, the sheriff, was retiring, and I felt it was uh, my turn to step in and do things a little differently. And God blessed me with a with a bunch of friends and a uh, great family and a, a wonderful campaign that got behind me. And we were elected uh, in 2016, and I, I took office January 1st, 2017. So that puts me in my second year of my second term. So 28 years in law enforcement, but second term second year for being sheriff yes sir i started as a cadet so i've uh, i've done every job just about there is to do in law enforcement and it's uh, it's been an absolutely wonderful career and god has blessed me just every day and it's been a, just a wonderful journey all right summer tell us a little bit about you oh um well about how i found the cspoa yeah before we get to that though just tell me about you as a person oh um well, I'm just a citizen of Texas, and uh, I like freedom. <laughs> I definitely like having choice um, and liberty, and uh, I work as an engineer as my day job. And, yeah, I'm just a typical All right, we won't speak citizen. too loud about that, or they might change that unwillingly, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they are these days, sad to say, but well, you know what? I want people to understand, though, you're just, and I'm not downing you, you're a rock star in many ways because you're standing for liberty. That takes guts. But really, you're just the average American citizen. And the reason that I want to highlight this for a second is because that's where we're going to get the real mojo to back our county sheriffs. That's where the real mojo for liberty and local control and taking back our country is going to come from. It's people like you. You might, your last name is Bragg. You might not be bragging about it, but that's the truth, Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, so uh, we had an incredible event in 2021. Uh, The Sheriff Henderson was really the sponsor, the leader of. The CSPOA came in uh, in support of uh, Sheriff Henderson, and we had an incredible training in the woodlands in Texas. And uh, the training had to do with teaching sheriffs, law enforcement officials, um, and really all elected officials everywhere about their oaths of office, who they are, uh, we feel like many of these people are living beneath their station, beneath their authority and their responsibility. And our goal at the CSPOA is to help them understand who they are, what they can and ought 
to be doing and to help them get that vision. And then for us to provide the documentation and the support and the training uh, to help that happen. So you put together this incredible conference in the woodlands in Texas. We ended up training about um, through 2021 over 50 sheriffs, not to mention all the other public officials and everything else uh, in the state of Texas in 2021 alone uh, at the CSPOA. How did you find the event? sheriff in the woodlands oh man it was fantastic i was uh i was so proud to, proud to host it and uh, sheriff mack and i have been discussing it for a while about doing some trainings and we uh we finally made it happen probably our crowning achievement was we were able to broadcast it out and get a larger audience to now that i was a, a sitting sheriff because uh, we talked about it when i was still campaigning but as a sitting sheriff i was able to uh, get in contact with more sheriffs that i know you know texas is a large state we have 254 counties therefore we have 254 elected sheriffs and we were able to get quite a few of them there uh, it's also a large geographical state so it'll be a, a heck of a drive for some of them so we got a lot of the regional ones there they were able to um, absorb a lot of the training material that was provided by the CSPOA. They, um, most of them were liberty-loving sheriffs to begin with, and so they were able to spread the word. And what I was so proud of is it became a force multiplier. Those sheriffs went back to their counties and began hosting trainings with Sheriff Mack and, and his folks as well. So we, we really were able to spread the word through that force multiplier approach. I want to bring up a, a point that you made that's really, I think, vital to understand. A lot of them were liberty-loving sheriffs to begin with. And I agree with that, but there's a difference between believing in liberty, understanding the American dream, understanding uh, uh, their duty, but yet not knowing really how to get there. Oftentimes in our society, it's very convoluted where sheriffs are taught and, and groups are taught, hey, you don't have, well, you really can't do much about this. Sorry, it's just the way it is. We're taught to be kind of defeatists. This liberty love and streak within these sheriffs, though, uh, when you combine that with the appropriate guidance and training, now it starts to sing, right? Absolutely. Well, the, the Liberty Loving is just a good start. It means they're right-minded. They've got a good foundation. They've got some education, some more than others, as to as just what their position is and what they're capable of. And, you know, even even those of us that have been trained, we, we struggle sometimes. I mean, there's this little pandemic thing that just went around, and I spoke to this at the conference is that we were encouraged as, as sheriffs, as law enforcement officials across the state to, you know, enforce these mask mandates and some of these other, um, you know, rules that came down. They were rules, not laws that came down, but they were made criminally enforceable through executive order. And so at first, it's, that's what we do. We enforce the law. But you have to take a step back and say, look, is this who I really am as a sheriff? Is this who I really am as an American? Is this what our founding fathers would want us to do? And even some of the liberty-loving, educated ones uh, made mistakes. They, um, Sheriff Mack calls it the Rosa Park rule. You know, she wasn't arrested for sitting on that bus seat. She was arrested for criminal trespass. It was a, it was a cover charge that she was put in jail for. So that's what the cover charges would be for not wearing a mask. It wasn't not wearing a mask. It was criminal trespass. So we have to stand back and go, you know, is enforcement of this misdemeanor worth the individual civil liberties of this person who has stepped into this store? Can you name your store in your community? And we said no. So we put the word out to our folks um, immediately and said this isn't right. And so that's, that's the benefit that the training gives you. You may already have the mindset, but to actually take the right steps at the right time and be bold when those when those opportunities present themselves. 
The spark of liberty is the start. There's no doubt about it. Training, guidance, support. And that's why we, the people at the CSPOA, back our county sheriffs, especially when they keep their oath of office. That's kind of the key. Uh, but Summer had that spark of liberty, and I had her start out, and that's what she said. She said, I had a desire uh, for liberty. That desire for liberty led you to working with a friend and showing up at this very event that Sheriff Henderson sponsored. Right, Summer? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, tell me was- how it went for you. Oh, it was great. Uh, that was my first experience of the CSPOA, and um, it was just really wonderful to be in the same room with a bunch of people all on the same mission and um, having the same values of freedom. And uh, and it was really great to hear all the speakers. I learned a ton of stuff that I never knew before. Um, and then I've gone back to other events since then because there's so much. It's good to go you know, go multiple times to different events because you'll keep learning. And um, and I was able to meet people that I still work with around here in Houston, and we still get together and organize to do things. Like, there are a bunch of people there who are action takers, which is good. All right. So you went there, and you actually helped with uh, running uh, some booths, and you kind of got involved in the in the volunteer part about it as you learned, right? Um, at the Woodlands event, I was um, – just there to experience it and then i've helped volunteer at other events mm-hmm. okay yeah so other yeah. other events i've helped with the booths and things the reason i mention that is it's really line upon line you know first you have this to spark for liberty and then pretty soon you find yourself at an event you learn more and then pretty soon you kind of catch the spirit you catch the uh the vision and then pretty soon you're kind of volunteering and helping and that's how it really all started out for you right Mm-hmm. yep definitely now, from what I understand, after your first experience in the Woodlands, you volunteered at other CSPOA training events, helping run the merchandise table and everything else. But then you decided for your birthday that you wanted to put on a party? <laughs> yeah. See, that's mm-hmm. Sheriff Henderson. That's incredible. It is. It is. And Summer, just thank you for everything that you're doing, and and thank you for your interest in the CSPOA and our movement. And um, it's just amazing that you're willing to give up your birthday to have a party with us guys. So it'll be the best birthday you've ever had. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, I I gave a talk in Vegas to about 200-plus sheriffs, man. And the title of my talk was Sheriffs Will Be Backed by Americans. That was in 2011. In 2022, you got a citizen backing their sheriffs and throwing a fundraiser party coming up this Sunday. We'll tell you all about it. That's why I said, what does a bar and a sheriff and a birthday and all have in common? You're going to find out. Liberty Roundtable Live with Sheriff Henderson in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, 
But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, the power of love, the power of a party. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Montgomery County, Texas, Constitutional Sheriff Rand Henderson with us. He created an event in the Woodlands, an incredible training from the CSPOA in Texas. Sheriffs and deputies and law enforcement officials got credit for their continuing education. What better way than in de-escalation tactics? What better way than in constitutional understanding of their oaths of office, etc.? Well, Summer was there, and she decided to put together a party on her birthday. She loved Liberty so much, she's like, hey, man, I want a party. I want to create a fundraiser. Please join us wearing red, white, and blue for a family-friendly party with live music, games, and good times. When, you say? January 16th, that's this Sunday, and you can join the celebration. You can support CSPOA and the Texas Sheriffs. Summer, where's it going to be? It's going to be at the Bareback Bar and Ice House on Tukendall Road in Spring, Texas. All right, it's going to take place from what, 12 to 6? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so 12 it all- to 6 p.m. Go ahead. It's an all-afternoon kind of an open house party, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're encouraging people to come, wear red, white, and blue. We're going to have a great time. There's going to be live musicians there playing. Uh, there's going to be an auction table, a silent auction table. So there's going to be uh, good grabs there and good food. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Now, there's sponsors of the event, too, that we want to highlight, right? Yes. Yep, there is Getting Sauce Cookery. They're the ones providing the barbecue. There's going to be really good food there. By the um, way, I love that I... name, Getting Sauce Cookery. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, an excellent play on words. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's then... what you call killer marketing right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very creative and really catchy. Okay, so Getting mm-hmm. Sauce Cookery. Who else? And then the Montgomery Free Press is a newspaper that's been sponsoring our event. And they also did an interview uh, with Sheriff Henderson. Yeah, and after the next break, we're getting into the details of that interview because it's very good as well. They also have, from what I understand, a beef company that's going to be there too, right? Yes. Yeah, Canape Beef, they're going to be there um, selling their beef. And it's 
a locally uh, farmed, and so that's really good beef. That's actually the only beef that I eat. And it's canape yeah. beef, and the reason you eat it is because it's all natural beef, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not all tainted yeah. with all kinds of hormones and garbage is the point. Exactly. Yes, it's very clean, very natural beef. Yeah. And grass-fed, grass-raised. Grass Natural-fed yeah. beef. Mm-hmm. All right. So delicious-style yeah. barbecue available for the attendees. Proceeds, ladies and gentlemen, will go to Sheriff Henderson, the CSPOA. Yeah, I mean, we can't get this mission out without raising a little bit of funds. It's just the way it is. And with any campaign, there's a, there's nothing different between what we're trying to accomplish with the CSPOA and getting the word for, for liberty and good training out. It all costs money. And so we're just so blessed that we would have somebody like Summer that's willing to step up and give up a Sunday afternoon uh, that, you know, you could be spending doing anything in the world that you want to do. But because of her liberty, love, and heart and her belief in what we're doing, she chose to to give her birthday and have a party and spend her Sunday afternoon with folks like us. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, is invited and encouraged to come to the party and enjoy the afternoon. We're talking about the Bareback Bar and Ice House in Spring, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. This Sunday, the 16th, 12 to 6. It's going to be an incredible uh, event. And, um, Summer, how did you get the idea to organize this? How did you get all the players involved? This is something that a lot of people want to do, but they just feel like they don't really have the kind of, oh, man, that's just overwhelming. It's hard to get started, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I just got the idea one day listening to the song, God Bless the USA. Uh, That's one of my favorite songs. And so after I got the inspiration for the party, um, I went to other, uh, basically I just went to other freedom events around town and they have one, it seems like, several a month. You know, almost every weekend they have one. And so I went and I just talked to other organizers and I got to um, meet other people. And, um, yeah, and then just the right people came in. And this uh, a woman named Dallas has really helped me put together a lot of it. And she found the location, the musicians, and the food. So, yeah, I believe, like, if someone has the idea and the inspiration, um you know, the right people will come, like, and it'll it'll come together. Yeah, it reminds me of yeah. the if we build it, they will come, right, Sheriff? Yes. You can't, you can't get much more Texan than an ice house and barbecue. So that's just sounds like a great event. Can't get it better than that. I'm familiar with a tap, uh, whatever, a tap room, and I'm familiar with the barbecue place. Now, what's an ice house, though? It's usually an open-air restaurant slash bar. They generally just serve beer. Um, Some of the ice houses will will serve liquor, but most of the time it's just where you go and get a cold beer. All right, because I I don't drink, so I don't know much about ice houses, you know? Well, I'm a cop, so I don't don't have to drink to know a whole lot about them. (laughs) Summer, how do you know about ice houses? Do you go to ice houses? Oh, I don't. I don't drink either, actually. All right. The, the reason I ask, though, is there are whatever, you know, it's whatever restaurant and brewery. Oftentimes, the reason I bring that up is often those places have the best dang food, though, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're usually an open-air open kind of facility, so it's a good place to catch a game, too. So, you know, a typical Sunday afternoon to watch a football game or during the summer is even better to summer, summer, even better to watch a baseball game. Well, and in the winter, you're going to get uh, this deal where it's – Actually, pretty nice though on a Sunday afternoon though in Texas, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weather is supposed to be pretty good, and it has um, a good indoor-outdoor flow as well at this place, just like he's describing. All right. I love it, ladies and gentlemen. You can go get some incredible barbecue. You can dress up in red, white, and blue and show your patriotism. The money that is raised, this is a fundraiser put together by Summer. She won't brag on herself, but I will. Her name is Summer Bragg, and she literally is putting together this incredible good time. A family-friendly party. I like that family-friendly part, too, by the way. Games, good times, plenty of food, incredible real beef. And it's going to be at, at this um, Bareback Bar and Ice House. And that's in, is it Spring, Texas? It is in Spring, Texas. Mm-hmm. That is excellent news. Yeah. And that is uh, something, there's not a cover charge either, is there? No, there's not. No, everybody is welcome to come and participate how they um, how they prefer to. But there will be, um, like I said, there will be auction items. Uh, there's going to be a 50-50 raffle. Um, so the winner of the raffle gets 50% of the, the other raffle tickets. And, yeah, there's going to be good food and there's going to be games there. Um, yeah, like it's a really good uh, location. Like I said, live music too, live music and a dance floor. They'll be dancing. It's going to be such a great time. Do you throw down the boot scoot and boogie, Summer? I do. <laughs> All right. I do. I'm liking it. I'll, I'll definitely be on the dance floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's it's going to be a great time. And she mentioned that half goes to the the, the winner of uh, the raffle where they get a chunk of change if you win. Uh, the other half, though, goes to the fundraising efforts to the CSPOA, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's just the raffle tickets. All of, all of the proceeds from the food, all the proceeds from the auction, um, and everything else, yeah, everything goes to CSPOA. Yeah. And then just if you participate in the raffle and if you win, you get 50% of the raffle tickets. So that's a good opportunity for anyone who likes to participate in raffles. And then, yeah, the other half goes to CSPOA. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so we're hoping I, to raise, raise a good ahead. amount of money. What if I want to be in the raffle but I'm not there? Can I somehow remote join the raffle? Um, as far as the raffle, that's a good question. I don't know if we have a remote raffle, but we do have a remote uh, donation opportunity. You can use the QR code on the flyer to donate remotely. Yeah, so if anyone wants to support and they're not able to come in person, they can still donate to it. I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, because I want the raffle, you know. Now, we also need to put something together, too, man. I want to deal where if if police officers and and sheriffs and deputies and stuff like that show up, man, I want to buy them ribs. How do I do that? Oh, you can definitely do that. Um, You can show up and... Yeah, there's there's going to be the food tickets there, so you can get them. You can buy them one. I'll just donate and buy a share of some ribs. What do you think of that, Sheriff yeah. Henderson? Hey, doesn't get any better than that. Uh, if you've never had Texas barbecue, you've never had barbecue. It's just my way of th- saying thanks so much. We appreciate the difficult job you have, ladies and gentlemen. Being in law enforcement, as Sheriff Henderson says, is an incredible career. I agree. But they're putting their lives on the line every day. And you know what? There's too much criticism out there. There needs to be a whole lot of uh, uh, love and and appreciation, uh, too. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Constitutional Sheriff Rand Henderson with us and Summer Bragg, the fundraiser, with us. We'll talk more in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. 
Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The WHO warns 50% of Europe could catch Omicron by March. Dr. Hans Kluge. The region saw over 7 million newly reported cases of COVID-19 in the first week of 2022, more than doubling over a two-week period. The White House is reporting the president meets with the Senate Democrat caucus to discuss the urgent need to pass legislation to protect the constitutional right to vote and the integrity of our elections. The meeting starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. TMZ is reporting 65-year-old comedian and actor Bob Saget died of a heart attack in his sleep. Murray Beard, who was at the Ponte Verda Concert Hall in Jacksonville, Florida, where Saget performed his last show. I've been around people that have mental health issues and things, and you can tell when when something's just not quite right. But that wasn't the way it was with Bob. He was um, He was excited about being on stage. USA Radio News. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, give me that expenses. For Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. We're a couple of accountants short. He needs whip-smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, uh, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. As a massive asteroid whooshes by Earth, let's be thankful it didn't stop by for a visit. A skyscraper-sized asteroid will make its closest pass by Earth next week, according to NASA. It will pass within 1.2 million miles of Earth at more than 43,000 miles per hour. This is the closest asteroid, which is more than twice the height of the Empire State Building, will come to Earth over the next 200 years. It'll be close enough to observe with a small telescope, according to the website EarthSky. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The foreign ministers of Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Oman, and Bahrain, and the Secretary General of the Gulf Cooperation Council are all visiting China this week for talks on boosting trade and security cooperation. The visits by Gulf officials is part of China's push for stronger involvement in the Middle East. For Beijing, the Gulf is important to its energy supply and increasing their influence. USA Radio News.
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday to Summer Bragg. She's on your radio. She's the organizer of the incredible event coming up this Sunday. That is January the 16th, ladies and gentlemen. And this Sunday, she's celebrating her birthday with all of us as she's put together an incredible fundraiser for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA. And Summer Bragg is the fundraiser. She's the organizer. And it's all going to be celebrating her birthday this Sunday at the Bareback Bar and Ice House, which will be in Spring, Texas. There is no cover charge. Come one, come all. Please join us wearing red, white, and blue for a family-friendly party, music, games, and a whole lot more, a raffle going on and everything else. Barbecue with real beef, ladies and gentlemen. I say real because it's not all hormone-injected. It's real, honest, good beef, ladies and gentlemen. They're sponsors, and we're asking you to all join Summer Bragg's birthday party. Now, what do you say to that, Summer? We wanted to kick it off right. It's only Thursday, but we're starting the weekend early. That's right. Yeah. I can't think of a better birthday. This is going to be awesome. So I hope everybody comes. It's going to be so much fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Now, um, Sheriff Henderson, you had an incredible interview uh, with what's called the Montgomery Free Press. It's really a First Amendment newspaper like nobody's business. They do a phenomenal job, and they're one of the sponsors of this incredible birthday party as well. But they did a great interview with you called Living on the Right Side of the Creek, and then they call it an interview with Sheriff Rand Henderson, sitting sheriff of Montgomery County, Texas. Uh, this interview, in my opinion, was specifically unique because it let you just speak freely. Most of the time, they kind of play games with questions in interviews with the mainstream press. But in this one, it was a free-flowing, delightful uh, interview. And it really starts out when it says living on the right side of the creek. It kind of talks about, and you compare kind of the two counties and how they've handled the pandemic and everything else. Isn't that where it starts? Yeah, Donnie came by, and uh, I'd never met him before, so we had a nice little sit-down visit. So it was really informal, and we just kind of we just kind of talked about liberty and the status of, uh, or the flux of things in the country at this time. It's a little geography. We're suburban Montgomery County, so we're on the north side of Houston. Um, Harris County is where the majority of Houston sits, and so you couldn't have a more uh, clash of, of ideals between conservative Montgomery County and liberal Harris County. So the the differences in the way that we you know uh, went about the pandemic or just just anything you name it it's just uh, completely different. So what divides us is Spring Creek, and if you're on the north side of the creek, you're looking at um, you know where justice is actually served and um, where crime is actually um, not not as big a problem. Our homicide rate has actually gone down in Montgomery County during this past year, where it skyrocketed in Houston and Harris County. So those are those are huge differences. So we often hear our inmates uh, talking about, man, what were you thinking? You committed that crime on the other side of the creek. You're not going to get uh, probation or deferred adjudication for that robbery. You're going to prison, man. So that's the uh, that's the difference uh, across the creek. So the difference really is in how it's handled. There's accountability in one case. On the other case, it seems like um, the accountability is just not there, huh? Yeah, they've they've got a very hands-off, progressive approach. Um, we regularly see murders committed by murderers who are out on bond in Harris County. We don't see that in in Montgomery County. It's it's completely different, um, and it's and a lot of that is because of the cooperation between uh, our law enforcement agencies. I've used the word force multiplier several times, and that's what makes us so different is that we have law enforcement agencies that work well together with our district attorney, and we send the right message on crime, and therefore it's a great place to 
to live, to raise children, um, to go out to eat, to start a business, and to go to church. I want to bring up this coordination issue because we call it local coordination when people are willing to work together uh, across different organizations and et cetera. And that's really the message we want to send to the federal government, too. Look, we're not your enemy, federal government. If you obey the law, if you respect the sheriff and his autonomy in a county, uh, if you coordinate appropriately, hey, you know what? We can be friends. But it takes work, that coordination and cooperation, right? I work with the federal government on a daily basis. We participate in several different task forces um, across the county, uh, from the Marshal Service to ICE uh, to the FBI. You name it, we work with them. But what I have to remind everyone is that I don't work for them. I, I use the resources that we send up to the federal government to get a return back down. And through that coordination of efforts, they, they do pretty well, the federal government, at the 30,000-foot view. But they really can't get a job done without our local boots on the ground. We know uh, where the crooks hide. We know how their methods of operations are. And we, we're the ones that get things done. But they do have incredible assets because we sent so many federal tax dollars up to them. And they have the resources. So we're able to take those resources, have a force multiplier, but I don't take direction from any one of those agencies. Who do you take direction from, sir? The people. The people are who put me in office. That's another element that delineates me from a, from a police chief. Uh, across the country, for the most part, police chiefs are uh, interviewed and appointed either by a city manager, a mayor, through their city council. So there's layers of bureaucracy that, that police chiefs have to deal with that me as the uh, elected sheriff doesn't. As long as I stay within the confines of the law, which I, I do on a daily basis because that's what we do in law enforcement, I, do, I report directly to the people. If they don't like the job that I'm doing, they can vote me out. But uh, that hasn't been the case. I've got the support of my community, and uh, they love what we're doing here at the sheriff's office. Summer, I dig it. Don't you? When you hear sheriffs talk like that, you just feel like, man, we can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I know the people of Montgomery are really glad to um, to have that interview with you. And, like, we're so glad that you did that because the people really want to connect with their sheriff. And so it's wonderful to hear him speak like this and to know that, they're out there. You know, the sheriffs are out there. The people are out there that want this freedom and liberty. Yeah, it's a lot of hope. A lot of hope. I like that phrase. Do you, uh, Summer, live in uh, that county? Um, I live in Harris County. Uh-oh. It's so, a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to get on the other side of the creek. <laughs> yeah. You get on the right side of the creek, Summer. Come on now. I know. If, uh, if things really, like, go south, then that's my, like, second plan that's like my escape hatch <laughs> i'm like i'm going to montgomery county if i really need to <laughs> all right and most now, of those later. that work for the federal government work live here too so the special agents in charge whenever they get reassigned from new york or california first place they look to move to is going to be montgomery county you know what and americans all across the country sheriff henderson are, are really they're literally call us every day at the cspo they say hey how do we know what counties we should move to isn't yeah. that interesting yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great resource for them. Ladies and gentlemen, they always say everything's bigger, better, and more liberty-loving in Texas. And this weekend, it's going to be true as we celebrate Summer Bragg's birthday. She's the organizer and the fundraiser uh, for the CSPOA. It's a big event this weekend on the 16th. That's Sunday. It'll be at Bareback Bar and Ice House in uh, Spring, Texas. And it's going to be uh, from noon to 6 p.m. 
There's going to be a raffle. You can buy food. When you buy food, the money goes to the CSPOA. We want you to wear red, white, and blue and join the celebration to support CSPOA and Texas sheriffs. We're really pulling out all the stops for 2022 and 2023. Uh, We're going to be going back to Texas several times because, as Sheriff Henderson mentioned, it's a huge state, and it's hard to get everywhere. But we're going to be there uh, several times to train more and more and more sheriffs. Uh, we got about 50-plus done. we got, what, 254 sheriffs in total. we got a lot of work to do, Sheriff. Yeah, we do. We, uh, we Probably the best part of what we were able to do, and you mentioned it earlier, was able to get them training, uh, training hours, so that they were our training was actually recognized by the state of Texas and our governing uh, licensing body, Texas Commission on Law Enforcement. So we got training hours uh, as part of that curriculum. Now, Richard Mack explains and teaches that when you become a cop, when you become a sheriff or a deputy or whatever, even a, even a police chief, you know, you're not really trained much in the Constitution. Yeah, you swear an oath to it, but most don't really even understand the landscape. They don't really understand their duty. They don't really understand because they've never been really given the, the support they need for that. That's one of the areas in which we uh, intend to make a difference, Sheriff. Yeah, I agree. We we focus on uh, the minutia of the training, the the how do you, you know proper handcuffing ten- techniques or how do you approach a car on a traffic stop? How do you clear a building and you know, firearms training? But we don't focus on some of the uh, the higher level, the deeper topics, the more difficult topics. And if, and if you do, it's, it's kind of centered in the CEO or the, the management of the, of the office. But that, that transcends all the way down to the lowest level. Um, if you, those decisions are made on the street. The sheriff isn't there riding two-man with, with this patrol officer. So this patrol hey, officer tight, ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Rand Henderson with us from Texas, sitting sheriff and Summer Bragg, party organizer, fundraiser with us. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. You are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for Governor. VoteBundy.com for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Yes, I am proud to be an American, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, that song is all inspiring. And yes, that song helped Summer Bragg decide to get involved. She goes to the Woodlands, where Sheriff Henderson put together an incredible training event for public officials who we elect to help them understand their oaths of office and how to carry out their duties with dedication. Ladies and gentlemen, an incredible training event by the CSPOA. And Summer was there, and she got inspired. And now she decided for her birthday. That's January 13th. That's today. Happy birthday, Summer. Thank you. It's a great birthday present to be on the air with you guys. Well, thank you so much. But she wanted to put on a party. She wanted to raise money. She wanted to spread the message of the CSPOA, which is really spreading the message that we the people will back our constitutionally elected sheriffs. When they do the right thing, Hey, I want you to know in America and with the media, they want you to believe that cops and the people are at odds. Not with the CSPOA, ladies and gentlemen. Not with constitutionally elected sheriffs that understand their oath of office and carry out their duty in partnership with the citizens. Then we back our sheriffs. It's a whole different viewpoint from what the mainstream press tells you. And Summers caught the vision. Thus, the incredible party coming up this Sunday. Please join us wearing red, white, and blue, ladies and gentlemen, for a family-friendly party. It'll be Sunday, noon to 6 p.m. at the Bareback Bar and Ice House, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I guess the address is um, 19940. I don't know how you say that. 19940? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Kuykendall Road, and that's in Spring, Texas. There is no cover charge, so just come. Buy food, and you'll fund the CSPOA. Take part in the raffle, and you help fund the CSPOA and... You might win, but it'll be a fantastic family time had by all this Sunday, noon to 6. Now, Sheriff Henderson, um, really, the Living on the Right Side of the Creek interview you did uh, with this incredible, I don't know if I call it a new newspaper because they've been around for a while, but they're really, um, in my mind, kind of leading the charge about honesty in the press. They call it the Montgomery Free Press, but they really um, opened up this wide-ranging interview, which not only talked about um, different sides of the creek with the two counties in kind of comparison. But they also talked about a lot of the things that you're wrestling with, with the pandemic, with the border, with the, I mean, it goes on and on. Um, what really are you wrestling with the most? And, and, and what do you think we ought to know about that? I think the pandemic is still probably number one. We, um, you know, we, we fared it better than most. Our, our governor, uh, he had some struggles at first, but he saw the light and started doing things a, a little better. So we don't have, mask mandates here. Uh, we're still battling against uh, some that want to 
have vaccine mandates. We we believe in our free market economy. We believe in the freedom of of movement and the right to patronize any business that you want and to do it without a mask if you so choose. I have absolutely no qualms whatsoever with someone who wants to wear a mask. So I don't, um, I certainly don't judge them. And if they feel that they need to do that for their health and safety, I certainly encourage it. But that shouldn't be somewhere where law enforcement gets inserted. And that's where the governor made a mistake. And as I said, he, he fixed it. But it just made no sense during uh, tensions with, with our community and social justice movements to insert law enforcement because someone didn't wear a mask when they went into a store. And that was that was a big struggle that we've uh, mostly overcome now. We don't hear many complaints about that anymore. But it was uh, certainly one of the more trying events of my career. Wow, there you have it. Did you say the governor corrected that? Tell us about that. That's interesting. Well, he started off with uh, a lot of people in his ear that were uh, giving him data about how dire the pandemic was going to be. So not only did the the governor, but it started with he, he deferred a lot of his orders down to the county judges across the county. Every county also has a county judge who serves as a chief executive who is over emergency management. And they issued a lot of directives across the nation. And they were pretty tyrannical that you saw in Harris County. And we had some here for a couple of weeks in Montgomery County until our judge saw the light. And he lifted his orders and just deferred to the governor. But he realized that what he was doing um, was really not the will of the people, that we would rather live our lives with the uncertainty of of getting sick. We do that every day. We drive a car with the uncertainty of whether we're going to be able to get to our destination without a crash. Those are risks that we're willing to take as liberty-loving Americans and, and a free people. And I think he recognized that relatively quickly and began lifting orders with still balancing some of the some of the safety and the unknown of what this virus was bringing to our community. We certainly didn't want thousands of thousands of dead because of uh, the failure of government to act. But once the information started coming out that um, that wasn't as um, dire as had been originally broadcast, and people could make their own decisions and that they were smart enough to do that, he began to believe in his people once again, uh, and then the people began to believe in him. And what you mean when you say these counties were left to their own direction, the problem is it was really a patchwork of confusion for the people and very difficult for law enforcement and others to kind of work together in partnership and do this coordination that we talked about because it was all over the map. Uh, and that created all kinds of mischief and trouble and confusion. And, and so when they kind of back off and learn to work together and, and, and think through this, a, a more, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, say, step back, you can kind of see the forest through the trees a little bit better. Isn't that what really happened? Yeah, I think so. But uh, being disjointed is kind of the American way. Look, we have 18,000 police agencies across the across the nation. They're overlapping jurisdictions, and it's kind of a hodgepodge of a mess. But I would I would never have it any other way because we certainly don't want a nationalized police force. Can you imagine if the FBI was the only law enforcement agency in the nation? How how horrible that would be. So we're used to dealing uh, with that, and we we dealt with it well. But you're right. Uh, I'm going to D.C. in about a month. And I've already gotten notice that you really can't get anywhere without showing your vaccine card in D.C. And that was all passed down by the by the mayor. So a very local, very lower level uh, form of government has passed a mandate that is just really unconstitutional and shouldn't happen. I'm not against anyone getting their vaccination. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But to, to mandate it and show my vaccine card before I can walk into a restaurant is is just wrong. Yeah, and they're literally arresting people, too, when they card them and they don't have a vaccine card. They're literally arresting them as well. It's out of control. Summer, what do you think? The vaccine and the mask discussions and stuff, they're kind of top center in Texas, aren't they? They definitely are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's top of the people's mind, and uh, that's why we're so grateful to have sheriffs like this who are standing for our, our ability to have choice. Yeah, it's so important. Uh, where do you stand on the masks yeah. and the and, and the vaccines and stuff, Summer? Do you have strong opinions? Oh, um, well, I definitely have strong opinions. Yeah, that people should have <laughs> that people have choice. That's my strong opinion. Is I mean, I don't want. I was actually uh, blocked from going to one um, one business last week for not wearing a mask. Um, so yeah, that's definitely uh, disappointing and difficult to deal with. Um, whenever I want the choice. You know, how am I going to dress my body and my medical choices? Um, and I want to be able to still shop and go to any businesses, you know, that I normally would. So, yeah, but I think, you know, people need the freedom to be able to choose what they wear and their medical choices. And, like, that's that's the cornerstone. I mean, if you don't have that, what do you really have, you know? This is really an authority discussion about what authority they really have. Most of these orders and mandates and all this stuff don't even come from the proper legislative branches of government. So they violate checks and balances for starters, and they put law enforcement, such as sheriffs, in a very difficult bind about how to to move forward with this. And that's where sheriffs need to understand and gain the training, right, Sheriff Henderson? Yeah, we, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to insert law enforcement into that. And these are not uh, legislative bodies, as you say, that are passing this. These are executive orders from politicians that are acting unilaterally uh, with um, sketchy authority if they have any authority whatsoever. And so a lot of those orders I just have absolutely no respect for. And, you know, a, a great example was back uh, during the social justice movements whenever you uh, you had sheriffs that stood, stood and um, – you know, where police chiefs and others couldn't, and some of the some of the riots that were happening, that the sheriffs were the ones that were able to come in and take care of those those issues, even in the cities um, where they don't normally apply their jurisdiction, although they have it. And the reason that for that is, is we report directly to the people and we make our own decisions. And that's really where the de-escalation tactics that I mentioned come into play, don't they? Yeah, de-escalation tactics are, are crucial, and it's something that we're, we're doing better at, and we haven't always done well at that. But we, we have applied those and try to keep the peace is what we're supposed to do, and I think we do a better job at that every day than we did yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about flat out of time, but I'm telling you right now, if you want to check out uh, the interview that Sheriff Henderson did, uh, you can check out this incredible uh, paper. I guess it's a Texas paper. I I just learned yep. about it when they did this interview. Sheriff Henderson, you were going to say? No, it's it's called the Montgomery Free Press. And uh, the article that we're talking about is called "Living on the Right Side of the Creek." Uh, and it, incredible interview. And I, the reason I point to this is because it's really a, an a case study in how to conduct fair, open, broad-ranging interviews. I mean, it's just well done. Uh, anyway, we also thank them for supporting the party coming up, celebrating Summer's birthday on the 16th. Uh, it's coming up fast. It's this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Wear your red, white, and blue and come for a family-friendly party with live music, games, and good times. It'll be this Sunday, 12 noon to 6 p.m. It'll be at the Bareback Bar and Ice House, ladies and gentlemen. And that's at 1994 Zero Kuykendall road in spring texas i think a lot of people can go and and uh, there's ways to donate and get involved and uh, cspoa.org for the flyer uh, you can check that out but the whole thing is summer for her birthday 
Just imagine Patriots doing this, folks. I'm just so impressed by it. Uh, summer for her birthday said, I want to put together a fundraiser. I want to help my sheriffs get trained in their responsibilities. I want to help them understand the Constitution, the incredible checks and balances that made America the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I want sheriffs to know that we back them. What a better way than to have your birthday and throw a big old ripping birthday party with Texas barbecue and the whole bit. Uh, that's all going on. There's sponsors. There's a newspaper. There's radio involved. There's the CSPOA. And there's literally sitting sheriffs like Montgomery County, Texas, constitutional sheriff Rand Henderson involved. I'm telling you right now, that is a combination for uh, taking back and for success for the greatest country on the planet, Sheriff. I can't think of a better formula. Texas barbecue at an ice house with some liberty-loving patriots, some sheriffs, and an opportunity to raise funds to continue this uh, fantastic movement that's uh, that's got a lot of momentum. Uh, they all often say yeah. this, you know, you, you know, when you have tyranny, when the government or when the people are afraid of the government, you have liberty. When the government's afraid of the people, uh, you have the same thing. You know, you have a constitutional sheriff when he's not afraid of the people. When the sheriff doesn't want to deal with the people, you kind of got to go. Um, we're not very comfortable. Let's elect somebody else. Final word is yours, Summer. Uh, we just want to see everybody come out to the party, come out, bring a friend, and just get ready to have some good times and, yeah, have some good barbecue. Summer, happy birthday to you, yeah. Sheriff Henderson. God bless you for your service, sir. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Appreciate the opportunity. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I told you, how do you put together a bar and a party and a birthday and a sheriff and a citizen and radio and a newspaper and how do you do all that that's how cspoa.org for more details the flyers up there and a whole lot more if you need the address that's how you get it you can donate uh we're fight we're raising money to help train sheriffs all across the greatest country on the face of the earth for sheriff henderson for summer bragg and sam bushman god save the republic of the united states of america